0: A podcast for artists to grow and learn the real truth of being a creative entrepreneur. The Vero Podcast, hosted by Kelly Berry. Hey. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, Kelly. How are you? I am good. I am good. I am so excited that we're finally doing this. This has, we've talked about this for so long now, so I'm very, very excited to have you on, and um, for those of you listening, we are talking to Amanda Reitzman with The Bridal Theory, who I have loved and followed for, God, I feel like forever, and actually we met on social media, so, which we will dive into and talk all about that good stuff, but I want to first start off by telling our audience a little bit about you and about The Bridal Theory and how you got started.
1: Well, oh gosh, it does feel like forever now. It's funny when you said that I was trying to think how long it has been and it's not something I sit around and think about. So it's (laughs) kind of interesting. Uh, We started or I started The Bridal Theory October of 2014. So I am going on four almost four and a half years which absolutely blows my mind because it feels like just yesterday that's amazing Um, I cannot process how long it's been (laughs) but I was a wedding photographer based out of Memphis Tennessee for seven years and as wedding photographers know that is not an industry that is easy on you it is very exhausting Um, I have some health issues and so I was looking at what was I going to do next? Cause I knew that I could not be a wedding photographer forever with my own personal issues, but I adore and love the wedding industry. So I was trying to think what in the world can I do? And after a few really bad business ideas that, um, I could tell you at a different time might require a, a glass of wine. Yes. Um, I, boiled it down to the idea of, well, I'll just do this blog and I have no idea what will happen. If it doesn't work, I don't care. If it does, great. No expectations. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the time I, I had a specific aesthetic that I wasn't seeing particularly in my area, but just in general. And I was like, well, I'll put out what I like and maybe people will like it too. And I did. And that was the birth of the bridal theory about four and a half years ago. I had no clue what I was doing. I had no knowledge of wedding blogs at all. I had no knowledge of honestly, what is now called the fine art community at all. Right. Um, but I just put this aesthetic out there. And I was like, well, we'll see what it does. And it kind of exploded. So that was really fun. That's but amazing. It me, yeah, it allows me to, to play in all the best parts of the wedding industry and to help wedding vendors, which was truly my passion from the beginning. And it's been a really fun ride. It's been really
0: great. That's awesome. Well, I'd love to hear, you know, everybody's story about how they got started. And, and, you know, I think in this industry now, I think, I don't know if you could imagine yourself starting a blog in today's world. (laughs) No, absolutely not. (laughs) I'll be honest. No. I know. And so, I mean, when you first started, do you feel like, like, how did you separate yourself? I know you're talking about your aesthetic and which I absolutely love and I've always admired you for. So do you, you know, how do you feel like you separated yourself from everybody else? And was that, was that a challenge for you? It really wasn't a challenge in the sense that
1: I didn't know what I was getting into, which was a great, great place to start. I really was not someone who looked at wedding blogs. I um, did not read wedding blogs. I was not comparing myself to other blogs or publications out there. And so I just blindly went into it, which was really helpful. But my aesthetic at the time it's evolved a little bit since then but at the time i loved things that were very historical so historical architecture historical art and paintings and things that were a little bit darker than most people would consider wedding industry Mm -hmm. still rich and um full of like history and culture but combining my love for art history and architecture and all those type of things and European history and combining that into the wedding industry was kind of what my approach was in my plan aesthetic wise. Yeah. Um, and so I I hadn't seen that and maybe it was out there, but thankfully I wasn't looking. So I know uh, I didn't really compare myself to other blogs because I honestly never went in with no expectations. And then just this aesthetic of, uh, my background in anthropology and historical preservation getting dumped on the wedding industry. Right. Um, so Thankfully, the blinders helped and then having that nailed down aesthetic that I was going with helped. Mm-hmm. And I do think that helped me separate. I also at the beginning, particularly and still now, was very, very floral. So I actually worked more with the floral industry to begin with than any type of photography industry, which is kind of Not the norm
0: for publications and blogs, right? So, I
1: think that helped me stand apart a little bit as well,
0: yeah. Well, and it's interesting that you talk about you know going in blindly because I, I you know, teach webinars and we just wrapped up our last class this past week, and it's so funny because somebody asked me, they said, you know, well, how you know, how do you um, how did you get started and how did you really. Um, you know, separate yourself and uh, like basically the same question I just asked you. And I, and it's so funny because I never really thought about it. And I'm like, to be honest, like I didn't follow any wedding people. I had no idea what I was really shooting for, I guess. And so, I think it made it so much easier because you really mm-hmm. didn't have any like pressure from anyone other than yourself. And then, once, and then obviously once you evolve and get deeper into the career that you realize the big, huge world that's out there. But, you know, I feel like for whether you're a young creative that's coming into the wedding industry right now, I can't imagine coming into this and just seeing, you know, the best of the best and the top of the top and and looking up at that and just being, you know, how am I ever going to get there? Because it's intimidating. It is. It is. But I think that 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 gives us
1: a chance to tell people to put on the blinders. Yes, I think sometimes whenever you're starting out, it's okay to have a few key people you look up to. But other than that, you really just have to put on those blinders Tone everybody out. If you need to unfollow people, do it out of love, of course. Yeah, just put those blinders on and do what you love and dig deep and focus only on what you want to create for a while, because that comparison game can be rough, especially in today's today's world with social media. It can just be really rough and you're holding yourself to a standard that that isn't your standard or even your brand or aesthetic or client and so many factors but it it, yeah it can definitely be difficult
0: yeah i know and and i think um you know moving on to that flows perfectly into our next question is is you know comparison is the thief of joy and i really honestly believe that and i think it's so nice that we had the opportunity to have those blinders on and um start our careers by really our own our own persona and our own, and our own wishes and whatever we wanted to do. And I think nowadays I see so many people that attend workshops and, or attend, you know, attend the Vera workshop and they, I, I just see them kind of following the pack and kind of just mm-hmm. doing whatever it is they quote unquote think that they should be doing. And it's just, it's so sad. So I know, you know, Amanda came to my Atlanta workshop um last summer and we had the greatest time sitting down having one-on-one conversations with each attendee and i know you know you and i had, had talked about this but you know i you could tell the people that were you know trend setters and then the people that mm-hmm. had a little bit harder time with that and and i think that it's it's so tough and I and I just my heart feels for all of these creatives that are starting out and starting these amazing businesses and are kind of feeling like you know they don't know where to go which is so great to have inspiration like the bridal theory that is always so different and fresh and new and and so I'm just I'm so glad for that obviously but you know when you started I know we touched on this briefly, but did you feel like you could ever compared yourself? Maybe not in the beginning, but maybe, you know, as of today, do you feel like comparison is a struggle for you?
1: Absolutely. And, and, and it's something that I have to check every now and then. And it's not so much aesthetic wise. Um, honestly, I, I love being different. So when I see another publication or blog sharing things that are kind of something I would Equally love to share or things like that. Every now and then I'm like, oh, dang it, it wasn't different enough because mm-hmm. they want to do it, and I I kind of have to watch that a little bit. But more, I'm a I'm a marketing strategist. That's also what I do, and so for me it's a it's a numbers comparison, which is not right and not fair, and I have to rein myself in. Occasionally, I will see somebody. In the similar market, and I'll look at all their statistics. This is how big of a nerd I actually am. (laughs) And I will look at their statistics and compare it to mine and say, oh, why am I not there? Oh, I must be doing something wrong. Or, oh, I wish I hadn't taken that one month off and not focused in this area or Mm -hmm. all of that. And so that is where my comparison comes in, um, is just numbers. But that's because that's the way my brain works. And it's still... uh, It still applies to all other people. Like if, if a new photographer is getting started and they see it, Kelly here with thousands of Instagram followers, and then suddenly they're like, I have 500. Well, Mm -hmm. I can't do what she does. I can't achieve what she does. I will never get where she is. That kind of stuff I know is such a battle. And it's basically the battle that I fight as well. Absolutely. Um, And the best thing I can do is put those blinders back on. I yeah. don't look. I, that's the only thing I can do is I stay in my lane. I do the best that I'm going to do. I follow my plan. And if I'm doing the best I can do, then I'm doing everything right. Yeah. And it really doesn't matter what those people I'm comparing to, be it photographer, florist, publication, whatever. doesn't matter what they're doing because right. if I'm doing my best, I'm doing What I'm supposed to be doing.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and it's so great because you know I feel like after we had the workshop together, you know the attend the small group of attendees that we've had, you know I see them now just really thriving, and so absolutely, it's like the greatest feeling. And I think you know having those talks and having those um, one-on-one conversations with people is always so so nice. But also, yeah. you know, it's it's important to get on platforms like this and and podcasts and and webinars or Instagram lives like we did the other day and just talk about these issues because I think it's so um, so important to under for others to understand that no matter how big or small you are, I mean, you know, you can go back and listen to the podcast with Laura Gordon. I mean, she struggles with that. Um, comparison all the time, and and you know people think that she's the top of the top, and she's, you know, godly like, and and I, I mean, I love her, so, but <laughs> I mean, it's it's no matter where you are in your career, and no matter what you're doing, I think that we all struggle with um, comparison, and and but at the end of the day, I think you're so right, Amanda. You just have to put those blinders back on, and just put your head down, shoulders forward, and just keep going because. There's nothing get nothing gets accomplished when you're just sitting there scrolling through Instagram wishing you were something that you're not there yet, you know? Absolutely, so absolutely. So it's a struggle. Uh,
1: so there was this one story from your Vera workshop in Atlanta, actually, that kind of fits into this. And I hope these girls won't mind me telling the story. I'm gonna totally leave names out. But um, <laughs> you know, in this this idea of comparison and and always following the pack and not standing out, not even knowing how to stand out, honestly, kind of right. came up because we had one of those small world situations where we had a bunch of different photographers were sitting around just having a like a heart to heart, for lack of a better word. And this one photographer who has insanely phenomenal skills, she had two Instagrams. She had one Instagram for her business, which was so exquisite and fine art absolutely luxury, beautiful perfection. It was a hundred percent. And then she had her personal one, which was also stunning, beautiful, but it was her. It it was her with her kids. It was her with her husband out on her adventures. Mm -hmm. Um, it was still absolutely stunning, but there was her in it. Mm -hmm. So, We're looking at these two, and I asked her why she didn't put herself on her business profile. Mm -hmm. She said that would mess up the perfection, and that wasn't her brand, and it didn't make it... It wasn't what she thought it was supposed to be if right. her face was on there, if her child was on there, or if her adventure or her travel or anything to do with her. She didn't think that that was what she was supposed to be doing because that wasn't what she was seeing. Right. Well, another girl at the attendee said, I actually looked at you to be my wedding photographer. And we're all like, what in the oh world? My God. Small world, right? And I this other this girl said, I know, right? She said... You intimidated me. You scared me. Your work was so good. I didn't feel like I was worthy of it. I I couldn't hire you. I was too scared. Mm-hmm. But then she said, "If I had seen your personal Instagram profile, I would have hired you in a second because she related to that girl. She saw she was a real human being. She saw what she was interested in. They had commonalities. They shared interests. They both loved travel and activities and all and the aesthetic was so beautiful and all this. And it was just this major aha moment where it was like this photographer was doing what she thought she's supposed to do because she was doing what everybody else was doing. Mm-hmm. She was doing what her idol did. Right keeping everything perfect and coloring inside the lines. And she was missing her ideal clients,
0: right? She
1: was entirely missing her clients, including the one that was ironically sitting in the room, which just absolutely blew my mind. Right. And so since then she's like, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be following the pack. Right. And she started putting in her a little bit of her personality into her business and Mm -hmm. it's exploded. Yeah. And I just, I get so happy every time I see her feed, where she's finally come into her own. If yes, that makes sense, absolutely. She's not afraid to just put herself into her business and do what she likes and create what she wants to create. Absolutely, and I and find her ideal clients that way. Absolutely. It's,
0: I just love that. I don't know if that was entirely relevant, but no, that story no, just I. Made my day. Yes. No. And I know exactly who you're talking about. And she is killing it. And she's doing a phenomenal job. And, you know, I think that that looks different for everyone, you know? And I know we talked about this in long, I mean, I think we were talking about that. So at, in my Atlanta workshop, we um, had class time at my house. And we literally went upstairs and went a guest room and, like, all, like, had pillows and, like, laid on the bed and on the sofa and just, like, ate pizza and hung out and so we were up there. I mean, like for like four hours or something crazy, just like talking. And um, it was supposed to be structured, but you know, it ended up just being really relaxed. And and but you know, I think it was so cool because you know Sean Strong got to talk, who um, is one of my most favorite people ever, and who was a florist here in Atlanta, and he very much. Has a he has a very different marketing strategy than say I do, and but it works for him. It works so well for him, and he has shared so many photos of himself. So many photos. I mean, I think like in mm. in the past like six months, I think ninety percent of the photos are of him. Which and <laughs> he doesn't even post that often. You know, he posts. No, he doesn't. You know, and so but it works for it so well for him, and he has this really strong audience, and so you know for me and i know we talked about this in Atlanta too i i love sharing you know about my farm and my life and all that kind of stuff but i am such an artist and i'm such a creative person and and i feel like me that i really enjoy sharing my work and i feel like that is such a representation of who i am and now any chance i get to share on stories or anything like that i definitely sh- i mean right now we have two twin lambs that are like the blowing up my Instagram.
1: (laughs) I'm obsessed with these lambs. I'm obsessed with all of her sheep. Honestly, I'm just going to be honest. Like sheep are amazing and I had no
0: idea. (laughs) Oh yeah. So they, so on stories, like I really get very, very personal on that. But like, I just feel like for me, I, the way that I'm authentic to myself is, is expressing my, I, I express myself through my work very much so so for me that works and it works so well and and it's just so funny to me how um you know going back to like what you quote unquote think you should be doing I mean I thought I really tried to do you know what you know the Jasmine Stars and the Jenna Kutcher's of the world try and do where they put a lot of themselves into their brand and and i it did not work for me and i right. and i was okay and it's okay and it's and i'm so glad that we're talking about this because i think a lot of people really struggle with this topic and with this issue is that you know they really have no idea what to do or how to navigate this and it's so situational and it's mm. so Different for every single person, and you know, no one can sit there and tell you that yes, you need to share photos of your of your life and yourself every other post or every five posts or maybe every thirty posts. You know, I mean, it looks different for every single person. So I don't think that there is a set formula. I think you know putting yourself into your brand is is key, and I do that by you know my captions. I write extremely emotional captions. Emotional, I am emotional, but personal <laughs> captions, and you know really dominate um, my personal life on stories. So it it looks different for everybody, and it's it's so um, it's I just think that's a great topic to kind of talk about, and I'm so glad you brought it up because. Um, it's it's something that gets brought up. I know it gets brought up to you and I know it gets brought up to me all the time.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's the glory of like really digging in and doing some time, figuring out your brand and your marketing strategies, which is all the junk I love, my nerd mm-hmm. side, um, because you do need it to be specific to your business. And there is not one solution for uh, that goes across the board. And if you find somebody who tells you this is the exact formula to follow, then you're going to look like everybody else who is following that exact formula. And so you really Mm -hmm. do need to dig deep and find out the elements of your brand that help you shine or that you're interested in or that you're passionate about and work those into your brand. And it's going to look totally different for every single person involved. And I absolutely love it. That's what I think the world needs to hear is that don't just do what other people are doing that seems to be working for them. Do the work to figure out what's going to best get your ideal client and show your business and brand a
0: hundred percent. and public service announcement to everybody on this podcast, there is no right answer, right? Co- so <laughs> like, amen, there amen. is there's no right answer. And it's so funny, like, I was just talking about this with one of my one-on-ones the other day, and they said, you know, (laughs) I told them, I said, I'm just going to let you know that nobody knows what they're doing. Uh -uh. Nobody knows what they're doing. And yes, you might have a marketing strategy. Yes, you know, but we are all in the same boat of being, most of us are women, um, not all of us, but... Most of us are women and we are these strong women that really are able to do whatever it is we want to do. And, but we have this tendency to look at others and be like, Oh, they totally have it together. They totally have it together. They know exactly what they're doing. And you know, I, this is why I love Jenna Kutcher so much because she says all the time, she's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm trying to navigate this. I'm trying to, you know, figure this out. And, you know, sometimes we make wrong decisions and sometimes we make mistakes and I think it's so important to show everybody grace and to lift everybody up and mm-hmm. rather than, you know, point at them while they're down and laugh. like Absolutely. You know what I mean? So
1: the, the only constant is change is like a classic thing, but that's true. Like the only thing that I actually know that I am doing for sure is pivoting when I need to pivot. Exactly. That's the only thing I know for sure. Because yep. you know, I'm gonna try different things at different points. Yeah. And if they're not working, I change them. And right. that goes across the board for every person out there, even all the people you think are like these master icons of success. They are all constantly pivoting, analyzing, and pivoting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, exactly. And just keep thinking of the friend's couch moment. Pivot, but still. Yes, That's right.
0: And and you know, it's so funny because it's so true because none of us have been at this exact moment moment in our lives. I mean, it's forever changing. We're getting older. We're, you know, growing in business. So we can't predict what we're going to be like even in the next two months. You know, things could change drastically. I mean, heck, I got on Instagram yesterday and I lost 300 followers and Like twelve hours, so you know. And don't worry; they should be back. They should be back.
1: Mine are all back. They're all. It's all repaired. But let's let's keep our fingers crossed that Instagram gods come through. But right,
0: right, But you know, you just don't know how to you know navigate things like that, and how to handle different situations, and different things get thrown at us all the time. So, it's just important to show yourself some grace, and and remember that we are all in the same boat, and that you know yes you look up to people and that yes you do idolize people but we are all human beings and we all just need to um yeah show each other some grace absolutely so something that we talked about on the instagram live yesterday which i was so glad that we did that was fun um i guess it wasn't yesterday i guess it was i don't even know what day it is tuesday 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 yes Tuesday. tuesday so We had a really, really great conversation about growing relationships in the, within the wedding industry. And I, to start out the conversation, I just want to hear your, um, take on how important it is to, or if you feel it's important, if you don't feel it's important or whatever you think about building relationships within the wedding industry
1: absolutely i think that if i could give one piece of advice to any new business person it's not get your numbers up on social media it's get your relationships building um i just i prior to doing the bridal theory prior to all of this the main core tenet of everything i believe in is actually networking Mm -hmm. so this is a huge thing for me both in person on social media getting on boots on the ground, doing some work, I think it is one of the most crucial elements to running a successful business is the people you know. And that takes an investment. Thankfully, it's mostly an investment of time. Sometimes it is of money as well, but you have to do the work to create the relationships authentically and honestly, don't just go out to use people, Um, but spend the time investing in people and that will come back to you say you want to work with a great wedding planner one day if you call her up and say hey hire me that's not going to happen let's just be honest if you if you just straight up call this planner and say hire me now it's not happening but if you spend time trying to get to know this person following them on instagram commenting on their on their their great work um at, Sending them a little happy in the mail, um, asking them to have a glass of wine or coffee or something like that. If you spend the time building a relationship, you are way more likely to have a return on that relationship. One hundred and ten percent. And I think that a lot of people these days are skipping this step. They're 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 thinking that if they do good enough work, that that alone is enough. Mm-hmm. But it's the people around you who will give you opportunities mm-hmm. and who will introduce you to new people and new opportunities Absolutely. and open doors and, and pass business. And in the end, we're in the business of people and that's a step you cannot skip. Absolutely right. cannot skip.
0: Right. And it's, it's funny that you say that, you know, if you can't just have, I mean, you can have phenomenal work, but you know, and you think that that's good enough. And I, I to be, I I mean, I'm an honest person. So I was one of those people. I really thought I was like, okay, well, I'm really confident in my work. So it's just going to come to me. It's going to come to me and it's going to be fine. And I was so wrong. And I think that that was a lot of the reason why I didn't move as far along in my career as I had wanted to. And I look back and I really regret that. I regret Mm -hmm. that I didn't Focus more on those relationships because it takes so long for those relationships to turn into something, and I think that it's important to realize that and and not come at it as a, you know, I always felt really like kind of like snaky or like weird about you know reaching out to planners or vendors or whatever, and I'm like I don't know, I just kind of feel like I'm like being kind of, uh, you know like i don't know just felt kind of like like a, like a used car salesman or something <laughs> you know and and so i really had to like sit myself down and get over that hurdle because i i come with the best intentions and i'm coming with the the wanting to serve them and to serve their clients mm-hmm. and i totally had to change my mindset because i've heard that too from other other people and other creatives that they felt that like a little insecure about it because they felt like they didn't want to come off as, you know, they just want something from these people. And I think that that's totally the wrong way to look at it because at the end of the day, we all need each other. So they, you know, yeah. they need great photography and our wedding vendors need great photography just as much as we need great wedding vendors to work with. So I think Absolutely. it's definitely something to think about and to to recognize. And Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it's crazy because we talked a lot about New York Bridal Fashion Week um, on our Tuesday talks or your Tuesday Uh talks, and I think that we both agreed that relationships are probably one of the biggest, especially. I mean, I know for you can definitely talk more about like the publication side, but for at least for photographers, I think that people really underestimate um, the value of getting to know these designers on a personal level. Yeah, absolutely. I think that
1: if I would dare say relationships is the number one thing that will get you those opportunities with bridal fashion week. It's, it's the only way, um, they get inundated with people just emailing them and saying good work and these type of things. But, um, really what it boils down to is who do they know and who do they, who can they trust?
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that it's, it's important to, I think that was one thing in my, in my career that, you know, I just said that I wish I would have focused more on relationships, but I meant more focused on relationships with, with with vendors and wedding planners and I really Mm -hmm. in the beginning of my career focused so heavily on designers and not to say that that is I mean it has opened so many doors to me for for me just like new York bridal fashion week I would have never had that opportunity if I didn't build those relationships but it's something that you know I know I say I regretted it but I mean at the same time I think it was a journey and an experience that led me to where I am now but at the same time it's um it's definitely something that everybody should really focus on and take seriously
1: absolutely absolutely
0: yeah. So do you feel in in your business, I mean, I mean, you have, I feel like I look at you on Instagram and you know, everybody, you know, <laughs> everyone, you know, I mean, you're all over the internet, which I think is so incredible. So, I mean, you run into, I mean, you have so many relationships that you've built Over over the years. And I mean, is there any advice that you could give to someone on how to build? I mean, because people some people are very intimidated by that and how (laughs) to reach out to people on social media and how to connect with them.
1: I think the main thing, particularly with social media, is consistency. Um, I particularly on Instagram, we have a pretty large platform, so we get comments quite a bit, messages quite a bit, and likes a lot. And so it does blur all together. So if you want to stand out against the blur, you're going to have to be consistent after the continuous commenting, particularly, or messages of support. You know, obviously, I don't need negative messages. I'll remember you really quickly.
0: Yeah, no negative, please. Thanks. Um,
1: But yeah, if if you take the time to give some positive reinforcement or even your opinion, I love getting good, kind opinions that will stand out against the blur. So if you're, if, if your main source of networking with somebody that you can't just like sit down to coffee with or um, grab a glass of wine with, if, if it's social media, just be consistent and be kind and communicate and do it repeatedly. It will take a little time as far as an investment goes and don't do it to a level of like, Oh, we've got to block this person. They're so consistent like that. It's every hour, but if you get the chance to give an opinion, give one. If you get the chance to say, hey, I love what you've been doing lately, you're doing a great job, keep it up, send that message, you know, comment on posts, things like that, it will get noticed and reciprocated and at least for me on my platform, I can't speak for other publications, I communicate back and that then starts the relationship building and I will look at take the time to look through their work and see if their work is solid. Um, I have a pretty good eye for if it's not, if, if, if they're a beginning business, do I think that they're going somewhere? Um, is this a person that needs some nurturing or can benefit from a relationship that I know of? And that is where that little time of investment
0: and communication and support then grows and grows and grows and grows from there. Absolutely. And I, and the thing that I love about you so much is that I, I, I always see you commenting on other photographers or vendors or anything, and you're always so supportive. So Lord knows we need more people like, Amen. like you. <laughs> my thought process
1: behind that honestly is I know how I think, and I know that I am a creative people with creative minds just are a different breed we are just so hard on ourselves sometimes and we're hard on our own work we hold a standard that sometimes can just never be met and I think that way so if I think that way I know others are as well yeah and so if you have the five minutes in your day to drop a little positivity on someone by all means please do it it's never going to hurt anyone absolutely
0: Um,
1: and so just taking that time to love on people is just it's, it's, it's one of the biggest blessings I have, like of, of social media, be able to pour a little light into people that you would never normally come across. And absolutely. that's the fun of social media.
0: Absolutely. And I actually just posted this quote on the Vero's um, Instagram stories the other day. And it says, stop being jealous of people in their winning season. You don't know what they lost in their losing season. And I think oh, I, absolutely. I saw that. I was like, oh my God, I've got to post this because it's so true. It's so true and it's it's so I know that that little green goblin of jealousy is in all of us and I think that the hardest thing is to learn how to push not push it down but just pacify it and just say, "You know what? These people, you know, and I think that it's really hard to I mean, it's easier said than done, of course, but I think once you start training yourself to be more positive and, and to, you know, have more positive reinforcement on others, it just starts to become like second nature. And I think you've just done such a great job of that. And I'm thank just, you. yeah, I'm so, so, so proud of you. And I think that you've always been a very uplifting figure in this industry. So I think that's, that's a, I should get an award or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that, but thank you. Thank no, you, thank I you do. So yeah. No, so it's I, good to
1: be noticed that, that people see that I am trying to do that. So I do appreciate that work. Again, that was some positive reinforcement, which just keeps
0: me wanting to keep doing it. So yes, that's funny. Absolutely. And I know the people that, that you guys that do follow uh, the bridal theory, I know, you know what I'm talking about. And, and so, Amanda's always been so supportive and just been someone that has taken time out of her day to reach out. I mean, even back when I didn't really, we didn't even really know each other, you know, you had reached out to me and were so sweet and so supportive and so kind and and commented and that's how our relationship was built. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, going back to our conversation before about how to build these relationships, then I think that's the foundation, you know, yeah, absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Just communicate and have some love for your common creative Absolutely, we all, we all need that grace and, um, that, that understanding that, Instagram tends to make things look so perfect and so successful. And so, but in the end, we're all needing more coffee and we are probably (laughs) sleep deprived and we're working our butts off and half of us don't know what we're doing. And if you saw my office right now, it's a total disaster. It is not Pinterest or Instagram worthy. (laughs) Um, And that's the reality. And just remembering that everybody is operating in reality and not this perfected nine
0: squares. Yes. A hundred percent. And, you know, I think that flows into our next question so well about, you know, if you obviously being a creative entrepreneur, there are so many hurdles and so many things that we have to go through that are not easy. I mean, they're not easy. They are there are people that doubt us. There are um, financial struggles. You know, putting yourself out there as a creative in general is so vulnerable and so challenging. So is there any advice, you know, that you would give someone that was, that was struggling right in this moment? Absolutely. There
1: are two things that immediately come to mind based on my own seasons of struggles with being a business owner and a creative entrepreneur. Um, and that's the first one is forward motion is motion. It doesn't matter how small it is. So if you go through a period of time where you don't feel like you are just busting through doors and going 900 miles an hour and success is flying at you from all directions, and instead you're a little bit let down that you're not where you think you should be or where you want to be, just please remember that as long as you are taking even the tiniest step forward, you're making forward motion. And some days that is all I can do. I I might have a to do list that's 30 long. But if I get one of them done, it. the most ideal situation in the world in my head, I have taken a step forward and I am succeeding, I am moving towards my goals, I am achieving what I want to achieve. It may not be at the velocity that I had first intended, but I am moving. So any motion forward is forward motion, no matter how small. So definitely keep that in mind. And the other thing is don't be afraid to fail. I let failure stop me at different points in both my photography career and my career as a, as a wedding blog and as a teacher and all this stuff. And sometimes you would fail at something and think I have to stop. I'm not succeeding. Mm-hmm. But honestly, and truthfully, you can learn more from failing than you ever learn from succeeding. A hundred percent. It's, it's not, it's not bad to fail. It's bad to stop. Right. So just make sure that if you are starting out as a business and you hit a hurdle, don't hit the hurdle, say, I didn't jump over it. I'm done with the race. You just have to keep on going. And that kind of goes into that forward motion is still working, is still going towards your dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely, don't be afraid of failure and just keep moving. Those are the two things that I would definitely tell people.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So I think it's it's so... It's so great that you talk about that because like you said, I mean, I know that I have been in my days of struggle and I just didn't want to pick my camera up. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do anything, you know, and it just was, it's a really hard place to be. And I, and I talked to so many creatives and and as, as do you too. And I, and I hate to have those conversations of talking with people that are, that are struggling, but it's also so good to get, get, to get to those people, because the sooner that someone like you or I can get to them and, and have these real life conversations with them and have the, you know, reality shot back into them, the sooner that they can get back up on their feet Mm -hmm. and get going and start creating again. So absolutely. It's, it's so great that, you know, obviously we, bring this to light and talk about things like this because no matter what, and I know there's so many great platforms and so many great um, podcasts and shows that talk about stuff like this, but I don't think it can be reiterated enough. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that I know in my days, I wish I had something like this to kind of boost me back up and get me back going again. Absolutely. Sometimes
1: you just need somebody to tell you it's going to be all right. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And
1: that it's not over, no. Because you had a bad period or a bad day or a, a big challenge, or you you did not accomplish or create the thing successfully that you wanted to. It's not over. No. You just keep going.
0: Yes, one hundred and ten percent, one hundred and ten percent. So another topic that you and I always love talking about is authenticity, and I think it's so great because <laughs> we use the word authentic, y'all. I'm not even kidding. Like. <laughs> 10,000 times yes (laughs) and it's so I mean we touched on it a little bit talking about social media but I think that authenticity can show itself in so many different ways and in so many different forms and I know that I feel I mean at least I try to be I try to be as authentic as as possible and I don't know I honestly don't know how not to be because I just feel like (laughs) that's just who I am. But now, how do you feel? How important do you feel authenticity is and to have it in your brand?
1: I think that in a social media era, authenticity is just absolutely crucial. Um, Both to have your ideal client find you and to just be a decent human being. Um, it's so easy to create this fake persona of absolute perfection or to um, say you're doing one thing and you're absolutely Sorry. not skilled in that area at all. Um, there's just, a, I think, having authenticity means as a wedding vendor so many different things. It can be how you present yourself to your audience, right? It can be how you present your work to your audience, right? It can also just be the fact that you actually know what you're talking about. Um, if you are taking the expertise of other people and passing it off as your own and then not able to complete works related to it, you're not being authentic in your business as well. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a wedding planner who shows, And says things that they can produce events for 500 people in Italy, and then they get hired for a wedding in Italy, and they have no idea what (laughs) they're doing. They have presented themselves inauthentically, and now they're in a position to create disaster. Right, right. Honestly authenticity, it it goes into your brand, it goes into your marketing, it goes into your brand voice, how you communicate with people, but it also goes into your business practices and just being honest in what you do, what you can do, what you do do, and what you plan to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And all those, those three things need to be authentic in how they're presented so that you aren't coming across as false or fake. Mm hmm absolutely because that's never good for anyone right not you not your clients not your followers not anyone
0: absolutely 100 percent, 100 and i and i also think that you know authenticity is such a word that gets it's almost like fine art these days i feel like yeah it's like it's just and it's such a broad term and can be interpreted in so many different ways and I think it's so interesting how, how people interpret it. Uh-huh. And it's, it's something that with their, like I said before, you know, there's so many different platforms out today that you can, that you can listen to and that you can learn from, you know, there's a lot of free education out there. And I think that there are, I think where they are coming from is so great, but I think it it's interpreted by people in a really poor way and uh they go a little bit too crazy on the authenticity side where they're being (laughs) like authentic like fake authentic you know what i mean (laughs) right right
1: no it's true it's like let me show my world behind the scenes i need to um connect with my followers and my clients by showing this world but then reality that's not their world right so are you being authentic right no you're not being authentic does that mean you have to share every nitty-gritty detail of your life no that's another side of authenticity that i think some people go the wrong way on that as well right so there there's there's extremes all over the place right um of this like attempt to be authentic right and again, it goes back to before what we were saying, we, nobody has the exact answer or the exact formula. You have to kind of analyze how much of your life or how much of your brand or all of these elements you're willing to and able to show. But at the core, when it gets down to it, the person knows if they're being authentic or not. Hundred mm-hmm. And you need to check yourself because nobody can really do that. The way you can, you have to check yourself and um, look at your what you're producing and do an authenticity authenticity check occasionally and say, am I communicating in a way that is really authentic to me and my brand? Am I displaying and showing work that is authentic to me and my brand? And go through and do that check because. If you're answering no, then you're. Everybody on the receiving end is probably picking up on it as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think, like I said in the beginning, you know, authenticity shows up for in different ways for so many different people. You know, I mean, like Laura Gordon. You know, she's a very private and shy person, and mm-hmm. and but you know, I feel that she's being that's being that's, being, that's who she is. Absolutely. You know, and that's her, that's her authenticity being authentic doesn't mean that you have to share what you had for lunch every day, you know, like, and I think that that is a huge, a lot of like really big mistakes that people are making these days. And, um, because that's authentic to Jasmine star, that's authentic to Jenna Kutcher or, or whoever you follow. And, um, but, and I love those women and I follow them and they are strong, successful business people. And I love them to the core but that is not my authentic self. I don't, I, that's just not who I am. And so, and I think that that you have, and I have so many attendees and, and uh, students that feel the same way that are very introverted and they're, okay. and they have a really hard time sharing things like that. And I, and I think that there's other ways that you can be authentic and connect with people other than just showing your face or showing what you had for lunch or, or whatever. I mean, you might be an incredible writer that could connect with people through your writing or whatever it, whatever it shows up for you to be. And I think it's okay for you to show up in that way.
1: So we started doing or I started doing um these Tuesday talks. And yeah. they on Instagram live on Tuesdays, 10 30 to 10 usually, um, Central Standard Time, little pitch there. Yeah. But whenever I started doing it, I had to have that talk with myself. The same thing where it's like I know people who go live or do stories on Instagram and they're as they are um You know, their hair might be messy. They might not have taken a shower. They are in their like laundry pile lounging. I don't know, but I I had to think about it. I'm like, what am I going to present that is authentic to the people watching? And the reality is I would never be comfortable going live without makeup on. It's just not going to happen. And so that is my authentic self. It's not the fact that most days I don't have perfect makeup on. That's true. But my authentic self is that if I'm going to be in front of a camera, I'm going to have makeup on. Right. So I'm not creating a fake facade by making myself look okay. I am doing exactly what I need to do. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing no. wrong with putting extra makeup on to be on camera versus the people who are disheveled and okay with like their sweatshirt. You know, that there's nothing wrong with either one of those as long as you're being authentic. If you are a glam diva and then suddenly you dress down and look like sloppy so that you can relate to moms or something like that, that's not authentic
0: right. in the same way
1: you know you just have to really analyze yourself and figure out for yourself and nobody can tell you exactly what is right or wrong yes in in
0: regards to presenting yourself to your audience yes i 100% agree i 100% agree so well, Amanda, thank you so much for coming on. I always love talking to you. We always have the greatest conversations and it's just so easy to talk to you. I feel like, yes. you know,
1: Absolutely. I always have so much fun. I think somebody put it really well the other day when we were on Instagram. So he's like, I love yours and Kelly's energy together.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I hadn't told you that yet, but I was like, ah. Oh. You know, so do I. You know what? We, <laughs> we have fun. We yeah, have fun. we just have a good time and we just are, we're not afraid to bring up, you know, the the topics that need to be brought up. And I think that we're comfortable enough with each other to talk about all of the things that might not be so pretty. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime. Yes. Yes. Well, happy Valentine's Day. Thank and you. And you go enjoy lunch with your babies. And yes. um, yeah, I'm sure we'll be touching base shortly. And um, yeah. I can't wait to talk soon. All right, sounds good. Thank you, Callie. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course.